Coach, good morning. Morning. What's a, up? A win in the desert. Yeah. Another win. That that building must be. It's a nice place to play. It is the strangest place. It's, it's you, really nice. You guys have had more good and bad things happen to you in that building. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, a lot of wins, though, and that's good. we got to turn that thing around when it comes back this end. We were reminiscing, what was it, last year in the Coliseum? It was. We played either Keith Jackson and the special moments you've had in the Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> that stadium has been, at least for some of your personnel, just a, a house of horrors with injuries and, and, you know, yesterday. Obviously, that's one of the huge storylines outside of an incredible win that comes out of that is to lose two huge contributors yeah i don't know what it has to do with the building or any of that stuff i'm, I'm not going there but yeah it's too bad it was a un, really unfortunate unfortunate you know occurrence for our guys and we're sick about that i mean really when Diz went down it, it it really we it affected us you know we got out of whack a little bit we had to go to the thinking of okay what if you lose one more you know another tight end so that, that the conversation got so we just got distracted a little bit by by that and and it, it felt and uh, then we got back going and it was okay you know but it was tough losses you didn't have another tight end suited up, right? No, no, we only had two, and we had George, you know, that could jump in there. So, um, just what it's, you know, we, we just didn't want that to happen, and of course it did, and so we had to deal with it. I saw him tweeting this morning that the sun uh, rose once again. Uh, unsurprisingly, that's the kind of kid he is, huh? Yeah, he's an amazing, amazing kid. He's going to be a great Seahawk, and we're thrilled to have him. What do you do to uh, now moving forward without him in there? Oh, we got some, we're talking about it. You know, I really. I can't tell you exactly how it's going to go right now. We've got a couple guys on practice squad that have done a nice job for us and been with us for a while. So we have we have some continuity in that regard. We've got to figure it out which way to go and all that. But, um, you know, this is what what's Monday, Tuesday is all about right now, and we'll get at it by Wednesday. Do you expect Ed Dixon to be back in after two more weeks? Yes. Yeah, he, he if all just continues, he's doing great. He's in great shape right now. He's just He, he could have come back a few weeks ago, so he, he's ready to go. So that's, you know, two weeks out from this point. And then the other injury uh, created a little bit more news and conversation, the loss of Earl in the fourth quarter. Yeah, what a shame. What a shame. You know, we'd made such a good turn and hadn't had in, in a good direction, and then he just you know has to deal with that. I really think that, uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of talk about it. I think you got people that, that are – or criticizing whatever happened, don't understand. This was, you know, an earth-shattering moment for for a kid. You know, he's trying to play this game he loves, and all of a sudden this happens again. He knew exactly what had happened to him. He, you know, so he he went right to what it's going to take to get back, and all the, you know, he he and he he had it all just totally figured out, and and uh, this is emotional as you can get. But he was very chilled about it. You know, on the field, he was an unbelievable stud about handling it, and and uh, so. Um, Give him a little slack. You know, this is this very, very difficult moment that most people would never understand what that was all about. What are those conversations like for you when you when you run over to a guy who's clearly injured and is going to be out? There's a long not time? much. There's not much. It's all about love. You know, the, the, you know the understanding that you you know you're with him and support him and and you know you, there's nowhere to go with the conversation at that point. You know, there's not. You know, you're not going to try to make any sense to anybody. You just got to just love them up and best you can. You've been out there for a lot of them, and and not just the way this game is. But I think of Tyler Lockett after he broke his leg. I think of Ricardo Lockett after he was seriously injured. Earl now twice with the broken leg. When do you talk? What what is that process like as a as a coach and mentor? Um, it's you know, pick and choose your moments. You know, and try to respect the what just happened and, and give them space and, and give them time to clear their, their head too. And, and, uh, and just be there for them when you can, you know, and, you know, we had, 
a number of exchanges on the flight home and just you know there's guys were looking after Earl and, and Diz and, and taking care of them and helping them on the buses and off and all the just the transporting everybody was all around those guys and that, that's how you do it you know you just care you just show you care you said there'd been a, a turn did you mean a turn in that relationship here over the last couple of days Is that no I just think we, I, I think we had made sense of you know the situation that we you know that Earl was dealing with he was clear about moving forward he was having fun he was loving playing and and, and I just think that we communicated well and, and he knew how much I cared about him and, and I know how much he cares about this game and you know, all that he's up against and it was just kind of two guys understanding you know and and, uh, and compassionate you know for, for the other and, and, and so it, it, we made good progress and, and uh, I'll never forget that it was really important and I thought Earl was really a, a, a great man about that about dealing with it and all Does grace come natural to you? Uh, I don't know You seem to have a lot of grace and, and I say and I say that quite honestly because a lot of these players and you know the the Richard thing that we talked through last year and some of the players that have thrown barbs your way and obviously you know wherever that gesture was directed at you have had an amazing sense of grace with so many of these players through the years. Well, um, I I do have a um, I have a clear sense with, with these guys about the, where they are and, and all they're dealing with at this young age and they're trying to figure things out and and they deserve latitude and they deserve uh understanding and, and empathy they just you know they, they're trying to do what's right and it's hard you know it's, it's challenging and everybody you know always has these easy observations that you should do this and you should do that you know and they don't get it it's, it's hard and these guys these guys are they're not just going through football they're going through life changes and and futures and and marriages and kids and and everything else that they're trying to figure out and all of the pressure to try to stay on top of it there's a lot going on and they just deserve a lot of uh, you know a lot of consideration and understanding and a lot of support and a lot of love and 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 uh to to help them through it and someday they'll I'm I'm not worried about where these guys are right now I know someday they'll they'll see things differently and and uh when they have a chance to look back and I'm I'm not worried about what that observation is going to look like to them this is more of a general question about the league than about your team or your guys but is that relationship between organization and player becoming more strained I'm seeing more player advocates who are upset about things that, and the way players are treated in general. Malcolm Jenkins was tweeting yesterday, and we've seen Richard and some of his thoughts. Uh, after the last CBA, it just feels to me anyway as if that relationship is getting harder and harder. Yeah, I think we probably um, you know, designed some boundaries in there that, that made it such. You know, There was a few years ago I, I, I had put together something for really for the anybody that wanted to listen, you know, on that end of it about how I, th- I thought that we were missing the real key factor in the, in the game, in the NFL, which was the players. The players are the guys that have made this league what it is. I, I know uh, there's other ways to look at it, but without them and without their effort and their love for the game way back when, when they weren't getting paid much and they're working two and three jobs or whatever and playing the game, that they got this thing in motion and they pass it along year after year to the next generation of players. And uh, I, I don't think that we recognize that. I don't think we understand that they, not only do we owe it to them for when they're playing, but we owe it to them after they s- suffer the the rigors of, of playing and to take care of them and to look after them and, and hold them in a different light. And I, you know, I've, I've spoken about this to, you know, to the league at times. And I just think it's a, it's a, it's a different way of looking at what's going on. And I think if we showed that respect for the, for the, what they mean to this game in every way and forever, 
for as long as they live because they have given themselves to a game that has taken a lot from them at times, you know, in, in, in their their makeup and their physical you know nature and all that after the game's over, that we should love them forever for, for what they've done. And I don't think that they feel that. And I think this whole CBA thing and the, it, it has taken it to sides, you know. It's it's kind of polarized and it's made it look like there's a lot of things going on in our world right now. The, the partisanship and polarization and stuff like that does not generate really the, the true sense of how you can exchange the, you know, the care for one another and all that. And I think it's better if you would do it that way. And so, you know, I, I, I'm not thinking any different than I did then. I just, I didn't, nobody's listening. So we just keep going. And I think that you see these in, instances where, you know, it, it shows up. You know. How much of a line do you find yourself walking with these incredibly just driven, headstrong guys and tying that into the old ultimate fabric of this culture and this team and protecting I think it's, this team? It's a, it's a ongoing, extraordinary challenge, you know, and it, it, that's, it is what it is. And, and you know, I, I was, when I talked to the new coach, like see Wilkes yesterday, you know, and I realized he's just in the middle of this furor of things going on around him, you know, and, and he's just trying to keep, get his feet on the ground and get going. And if, if I, have empathy for all the young coaches that are trying to figure this out. There's a whole nother world out there too in this game. You know, once you get going and you get settled, and this this the relationships and it's it's how you're trying to nurture the connections with the players and the players and the players and the coaches and the players in the organization and the players in the league. And there's hurdles and problems and issues with this, you know, that that are all ultimately really important and part of this game and part of helping people aspire to great performance and stuff. It's a it's a fascinating it's a fascinating world we're in. And, and a, it's not, I don't think it's well well understood. I think it's misunderstood very much. And then you got to handle locker room yesterday where you win. I mean, you have an unbelievable win. Seabass makes this kick, and I don't know if you've watched it on TV. It looked like that thing was going left, and it just came right back Shoot, in. Patrick Peterson thought it, went, it missed. Yeah. I don't know if you saw him. No. Oh, no, he went running off like they won. <laughs> yeah, he did. We well, didn't know he had a little draw to him. Yeah, I guess. That, 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 I thought that was um, a, 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 I didn't see the TV copy yet, but I thought it was a special uh, moment that our guys, because it was a dramatic win and all that, but I think there was more emotion in it than, than normal. Our guys exploded on the field. And there's a moment in there when you look at the coach's copy where they're all poised and just frozen, waiting for the ball to go or not go, you know. And then they explode and they go right to Seabass. And it was, and I think it had to do with all that we had gone through in, you know, in, in that, that night. Without joking about him, is he uniquely <clears throat> mentally set up to miss two kicks and then hit a third? He's <laughs> something that, you know, we're, we're learning, we're learning Seabass and, and all about him. I have great respect for him, for sure, and, and for everything. Um, he's really a fun character. He's real shy. You would not think it, but he's real shy. He doesn't He doesn't want to be in the limelight at all. He just wants to play football and have fun doing it. And uh, For him to come through like that, I think, is kind of what we should come to expect. I mean, he, he can come through. He can do it. He's been there enough. He knows. This may surprise you, but even in sports talk radio, you know, we navigate relationships, you know, and connections. And poor Kyle and Lydia and Howdy today had to write letters to Mike. Mike's got an addiction. He's got a clock management addiction, a, a burn timeout addiction. And it's yeah. got to the point that's been really difficult for our work environment. And they poured their hearts out and wrote letters and they read them on and the air to him. Yeah, 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 I mean, just too bad. It was yeah, just, yesterday, you know, we just got messed up a couple of times and had to, had to do it instead of taking the penalty. You want to take the penalty? Right Not there? yesterday. There are times in the past where I think you should. Yeah, I, mean, you know, we, I think third and 11 <clears> in the third quarter from the 30 yard line. Yeah, you're better off taking a five yard penalty than blowing the timeout. But not yesterday. I didn't yeah. think so. Yeah, it was a, me. whatever it happens sometimes. So, and, you know, what a great opportunity at the end of the game, you know, for us to go out there and lead the guys down the field and, you know, and 150, no timeouts, let's do it. You know, we've got to get to the 35 and, and – 
You got it done. But that just, happens to you on. more. Okay. Good. I don't care about the timeouts. That's your that's your oh, right. oh, sure, I want to talk sure. about the game yesterday, not specifically <laughs> right. the timeouts. What a weird game for Russell Wilson. He 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 didn't have a tremendous number of yards. He didn't turn the ball over. He leads a game winning drive where he throws twice for fifteen yards. It was a strange game for him. Well, I don't know. It, it was it, he did what we needed to do in the game. Unfortunately, we just missed on these third down conversions. We had four for six on third down, throwing the ball complete, and we didn't make the first downs. You know, um, how's that? Why is that? Well, a couple conservative catches in, in there, you know, and and really there's just little things, and the throw maybe not high enough to keep the guy on his feet, you know, and and so we missed by a yard, and and uh, yeah, just just some stuff. Uh, we have we can't. It, it, win over and on, on third down. How could we ever have the time of possession in that game and <laughs> he didn't convert a third down? I don't know. And we got to run it 30-something times, which was great, and we didn't you know, convert a third down. You know, So there was a lot of really good first and second down play in there, obviously. And uh, Also, Mike Davis had a great game. Man, what a, what a fun game to, to see him Mike come through and so aggressive and so tough. And uh, That was really exciting to see him make the plays he made. Was that going to be a game plan a little more conservative going in? Uh, based on a rookie quarterback, an 0-3 team, well, some of their yeah, nature. Yeah, I of, mean, they, uh, understand they don't score 20 points in the first three weeks, you know. So um, what what could they generate? We didn't know, you know. So we were going to wait them out a little bit and just see and go get a win. And that it came, it made it a close game, you know, unfortunately. The the missed opportunity and sudden change, you know, we had a great sudden change there, a great takeaway by Trey uh, Flowers, and, and then we don't get any points out of that deal. That was, that was unfortunate because put those guys behind a little bit, then it would have been a different game for them, and we didn't get enough of a lead. But, um, yeah, we, we took into consideration, you know, we needed to see how are they going to play with the new quarterback, and are they going to open it up, or are they going to stay conservative, and would the score stay down, and that kind of stuff. So that was definitely in the thinking. Uh, you told us a couple of weeks ago that we would that we'd be excited to feel DJ Fluker and feel what he was all about. Did we get a sense yeah. of that yesterday? <laughs> Look at him; he had some terrific blocks yesterday. I don't I don't know if you can see him. I don't. You know, the TV copy would tell the story. I would guess somewhat, but um, he's a big factor. He's a really good factor, and and uh, to see uh, Jr. played really physical and tough and knocking guys down, as did uh, our guy. We've changed. We've changed, and, and this is a change for the good that's going to really help us, and we can build on it and continue to go. Uh, Britt was physical yesterday. Fetty played really good. Those guys did a terrific job, and, and uh, you know, so it's uh, the the, one, the early sack in the game. They they hugged up and and, and got away with it. You know, yep. I don't know if you, if you saw oh, it yeah. clearly, but they they lucked out on that one. It was a nice job by them, and we didn't take advantage of the the hug up. But uh, other than that, the guys protected really well too, and that was not a protection bust. That was just. We got outnumbered with their with their, their defense, but uh, we're we're moving and it's exciting and and uh, you know what another division match here we go. You got to be pretty fired up about running the ball like that. I mean, Heck whether yeah, it's Mike Davis, you, you got to be kidding, right? <laughs> Jacked. Look what it does for us. You know, it, it gives us our it gives us our style. It gives us our the, the way we want to play, and we can build from this. We're just getting started. This is this is such an early. Unfortunately, the first two weeks it didn't show. It could have if if we could have done that, we we would. Have had a chance to win all of our games, and so um, we're, we're we're moving, and I'm fired up. About Overriding it. question that we get, I think, uh, response on Twitter or text and from some of the fans is: love it, love 170 yards, love career days for Mike Davis, Chris Carson. Can some of that come to life in third and short yardage situations? Yeah, I, I'm really. The, the, there's the one call in the third third one that we don't make it. You know, I'm I'm kicking myself. I I would rather fail running it. 
you know, then fail throwing it in that situation. I didn't tell Shadi, and he was he had a, he had a thought that he was going to. It was a good thought. It was should have been wide open. Should have been easy. Um, and we didn't we didn't execute quite right. But um, I. I just like our nature. Let's keep going to it, and and, and uh, so we'll play into that much more. How so. about the game management? Um, you cross the fifty-yard line. You have a fourth and one. Uh, you end up punting it, and then before half, you get across the. That 50. was that was early. Yeah, yes, that, that was, was early. early. Did that in any way affect then the clock management at the end of the half and uh, the decision to go for it there on fourth and one and in the final minute of the first half? Well, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give them any advantages early, and so I was thinking conservatively them deep let's see what they got you know that kind of thing and, and then play the game as it comes to us you know we missed a couple field goals and we had that chance um, the one i'm thinking of is the one we went for it and, and uh you know that was you know let's we're in good position i felt enough control in the game you know i had, had enough sense for them and felt like we could withstand you know in case we didn't make it it, would, it wouldn't kill us you know so uh the risk w- was was worth it. You're comfortable with winning games like yesterday, aren't you? Yeah. You love yeah, them. Love you that. like the messy no, win, I, three I love, points, I come down no to the end. Not when we're playing tough and we're playing physical and, and we're running the football and we're doing the things. I, I don't mind that one bit. This was a game that I, I would have thought could have been a score like that right going into the week. Just keep it no, don't give them a chance and we didn't turn the football over and we win the game again and that's such a such a positive aspect of so Russ keep take care of it keep taking care of it and wait them out and we can beat them you know and it's we're not looking for style points we're looking for getting better and, and, and making good decisions and playing good ball and you know you look back this is going to be a, a big win for us and you know and we're going to have need, needed this one you know and so I, th- I think we've won about it let me ask way. you a couple football questions yeah. uh, Joey Hunt to the report what what happened what what you kept going like this. Yeah, the well, there's the, you, the, that's the signal that you, you you tell the referee that you're coming in with a with a, uh, an, an eligible, an, uh, yeah, not an eligible number, right? And you 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 do this, and then they know, then they, then he announces it and all that. Uh, not expecting Joey to be in there. That you know, he, Joey reported to an, one of the officials, but he didn't report to the referee, uh-huh. and the referee checked with a couple of officials but didn't check with the one that Joey checked into you know he gave us the benefit of the doubt and because he I, he knew what happened and he was giving us a shot but he he couldn't find anybody to reinforce that he checked in with him so um you know we get a penalty it's unfortunate yeah. going back in time and good I, learning and, moment and, and i know i've asked you probably something similar to this before but you've taught me a few different times that you run a four three with three four principles that i know i've learned that over the years how did you come to that like why? Why did what? What got you to choose? Why the four three? Well, it goes way, way, way back, all the way to Arkansas. It goes all the way back to Monty Kiffin and the old Nebraska defense, and and we were play. We've really been in that same style with that. In those days, we had we were playing four three looks, kicking down the the front, which doesn't mean anything to you, but uh, with stand up guys outside as opposed to down guy in the stance with a four three end type of guy, and we always felt like we could find more more speedy athletes to play with which we always cherished speed and pursuit and chase and all that kind of stuff so so that the what three four defense basically means is that you to me that is you're playing two gap responsibilities up front and that means you have big guys that are head up on on alignment and then center and head up on the tackles and you're playing two gap real heavy kind of guys play with real wide stances and they try not to get knocked off the football and they, that's how you play it with outside backers we are a gap control defense which where we shade on 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 offensive linemen and so that's where it looks like four three looks but we're not a true four three team because our guys aren't four three 
athletes in essence. So, yeah. so that, and it really, when we were at, at FC, when we had uh, Cushing and, and Matthews and those kinds of guys playing, you know, uh, those guys were interchangeable and, and, uh, they were outside backers that could play, that could rush the passer, and that's really, we just kept, kept continuing with that for you years. Know, it's interesting. It feels like, in many of these ways, these are the conversations in 2011 and 12, run the ball, win the line of scrimmage, doesn't have to be all style points, then get back to winning the line of scrimmage. And yesterday, as I pointed out in the run game, you guys, outside of his one run that just bounced outside contained, 21 other runs for like 50 yards. It was two points something to carry. So your big guys stop the run. Can those big guys impact the passer? Is that where you find that little line between, man, when the bigs are on there and it's Jefferson and it's Puna and it's Brandon, they're big and they're going to stop the run, but can they get enough impact in the pocket? Well, we, we, that's that's the area that I feel like we have to we have to continue to generate more punch. And it's not happening the way we like it yet. And some of that, this was a very conservative game called for Kenny. And, uh, you know, he played, just played straight and just waited him out and made the quarterback have to make the plays and see if he could do it, you know, and get him down the field and all that. And so uh, that was just the way we played those guys. But, yeah, we need to generate more pass rush off of our four-man stuff, and we have to dictate the down and distances a little bit better and do some things like that. But that is, you know, that's an issue. How excited are you about your young secondary? I, I think they look really good. I, they're they're covering like crazy. They're making plays. They're... they're uh, they're surviving the the deep balls. We were fortunate yesterday. You know, we they dropped a ball on us down there, down the middle one time. We screwed up on it. But uh, in general, um, they're playing really good. And I, I'm really excited, of course, about Trey emerging. But uh, BMAC, nobody's playing better than BMAC. He's all over the field. And, and uh, he can, you saw him again, throw the ball tight end, knocks the ball down. He's all over him. You know, so he's really a good coverage guy. And, and he's doing other things well, too. So it's just really nice play. Is Trey as feisty as he seems on the field? He's feisty. I like yeah, him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I think you'll continue to see it. On the practice field, there was a time way back when in camp, I, I, I asked, I said, look, here's an area of the game that you can be, you can separate yourself. Just be a freaking dog about the ball after they catch it. And he, in practice, he will maul guys till they're walking back to the huddle, you know. And sure enough, if it, it just jumped up, there was a perfect, it was a beautiful tackle. Uh, he, the first time he made a tackle for five-yard gain, came back and ran the same play. He makes a tackle for no gain, and on the way down, he rips that thing out because he just kept, he's got it. He, he understands how to do that. So it's like a completion isn't a completion until the whistle blows, you know, so you can still get that ball out of there. And he's going he's gonna to continue to show you that he'll do that. He's going to be really good at it. Can we just check in on a few of these, uh, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, injuries? Uh, K.J. Wright, any chance to get back this I week? I don't know that yet. I don't know. Uh, we've got to see how he does. Um I'm open for it, but it's probably a couple of weeks, but we'll see what happens. Chris Carson? Uh, he should be fine. we got to see, though. We thought he could make it to the game, but it just didn't work out. He has a really good chance to be okay. Deion Jordan? Uh, he should be fine, yeah. He'll be back. Ethan Posick? Uh, Ethan should be back also. Ethan looked really good. So we're really getting strong, and, and uh, it's coming at a good time. Have you put on the Rams tape yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching them. How, how's, yeah. how's their, how do they look? They look terrific. They really do. They look, they're, they're really on it. The, the quarterback, really, the t- tailback we all understand. The running back we know. Okay, he's a fantastic player. The quarterback has been so on the money. He has just made so many great throws. So many great throws. I mean, it's not just, not just once in a while. He has just continued to put the ball on the money, and he's been clean as can be off the play, play passes and stuff. And so he's had, a, he's had a really good go. It reminds me of when you go back to Dak uh, Prescott, when he first – the first year, remember how good he was that first year? There was nobody near the guy you know, because the protection was so great and the running game was so great. Well, he's got the benefit of all of that and he's taking full advantage of it. And they got, you know, it's a, it's a, they're the new scheme right now. They've got a new thing going and he's doing a great job with it.
I know you love studying this stuff. You're the biggest underdog since 2010 home game against the Saints. For you and your tenure in Seattle, the last time you were this big of a home underdog was the Beast Quake game. Yeah, that, that, that could probably never happen again, you know. That, it's just <laughs> once in a career, you know. Hey, when you're watching that film, do you watch any other defensive line? Because they're not bad either. Yeah, right? they're good. They're good up front, man. They're on the attack. Things are, it's just, they have commanded the games really. Uh, throughout. Now, Minnesota moved the ball pretty well against them, and, and that's a, an area of it that I'm anxious to, to look more into. They, uh, they pass protect did pretty well. They threw the ball really well in that game. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Going to have to ugly this one up. Nah. Going to have to well, ugly this one up. Coach is very uncomfortable with the ugly wins. Right. Know, so this sure. is going to be it's a fun fun opportunity. It's a championship up. Here we go again. Coach, this was a really interesting day. Thank you. It was uh, great to get a sense as to how you view these things. Got it. Okay. See you it. guys. Thanks, Coach Carroll. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Till then, the hey. Burn. See you, everybody.